welcome to the Live Well for Longer podcast, the podcast for people who want to learn the art and science of healthy aging and longevity. Join me, Sarah Little, a well-being science specialist and positive psychology practitioner, as I share the psychology and behaviors associated with longevity and quality of life. Let's begin. In the autumn of 1981, eight men in their 70s embarked on a five-day journey within a monastery in New Hampshire. The men were unaware that the monastery had been transformed into a time capsule. Everything inside the monastery represented the year 1959. The radio, books and magazines were all meticulously designed to recreate 1959. The counterclockwise study was designed by Alan Langer an ambitious young psychologist. In addition to the first group, a week afterwards, a control group participated in the same experiment. There was one difference. They were told to stay in the present and only reminisce about the era. In comparison, the first group of men were instructed to recall and fully embody the 1959 cells. The first group of men were also treated as if they were 22 years younger. Throughout their stay, they discussed 50 sports, events, and movies, all in the present tense. No modern elements were allowed to disrupt their experiment. The men were tested before and at the end of the ex experiment. Remarkably, the former group outperformed the control group. They exhibited improved physical flexibility, mental dexterity, posture, and even their eyesight seemed sharpened. Now, independent observers believed that they also looked younger. Alan Langer believed the subjects had mentally transported themselves back into a time that was much younger and their bodies had followed suit. This groundbreaking intervention, it provides evidence that there is a crucial and untapped element to aging that we can successfully tap into to age and live well. In particular, this is the immense power of our mind and our environments to influence our aging process. This is beautiful quote by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. He shares, the self-image is the key to human personality and human behavior. Change the self-image and you change the personality and behavior. Now, I just love this quote because 20 years ago, I read this book by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. And in the book, he shares with, with the reader how we can change our life by changing our self-image. Now, Maltz was a surgeon. So what he did was he used to operate on people who had to undergo surgery. And he'd notice when someone would, you know, come in and they needed to have a limb removed, that he'd remove the limb, but there'd still be this phantom limb there. And so he discovered this idea, this, the power of the self-image to influence our body and how we live our life, right? So I've been working with the self-image for quite a long time 
And this is something that I have used consistently throughout the year, throughout the last few decades, sorry, to help me to live better. And it's really shaped my life in some incredible ways. I'll give you just a few examples of how it's shaped my life. So one such example is that when I was very young, I was 14, and I was studying at an all-girls Catholic school. It wasn't really the school for me. I didn't get along with the curriculum. I, d I just didn't feel like I fit it in. But my sister went there, and she had a really good experience of it. I remember being 14 and coming to the end of the year, and we were having to sit exams. And my English teacher, she told me that it would be better if I didn't sit the exam because I was going to fail anyway. And as a result, I thought, you know, about that. And I thought that the teacher doesn't believe in me. And additionally, my parents didn't go to my teacher, parent-teacher meetings. And I thought, well, they don't believe in me either. I mustn't be a person who can do well at school. So I had the self-image that I'm not a person who is able to perform well with this exam, with my schooling. And so I did get an exemption and I got an exemption to study hairdressing. I dropped out of school under age at 14 years old, which is really quite sad looking back. Now, throughout the years, I have struggled and been challenged by the self-image of I can't write, I'm not good at writing, I'm not good at schoolwork. And as a result, I just wouldn't do these things. But then there came a time when I was about 17 years old and I had this like aha moment. And I thought, actually, I want to be a writer. I want to write. And so I started to see myself as a person who could write. And I read Dr. Maxwell's book and I started to just simply change my self-image. And every day I would sit down and I started writing a sentence and then it would be like a poem and then I'd write a paragraph. And I just started shifting my self-image little by little to see myself as a person who could write, as a writer. And as a result, to this day, I've written several books. I've written for some exceptional magazines. I'm finishing off my systematic review for a journal. And I am... I, a really refined and well-articulated writer now. And the thing was, I shifted my self-image. I haven't completed, people often ask me if I've completed journalism studies, but I haven't. I'm all self-taught. And I think one of the things that's really helped me to become an exceptional writer is that I have changed my self-image. I didn't let this idea of who I thought I was impact who I could become. So this is one of those elements that we can tap into to change our health, to change our longevity, to improve the quality of our life. And I've recently done this a few years ago. I was diagnosed with Graves' disease, which is hyperthyroidism. And I was in a lot of pain. I had a lot of pain in my body. I had a lot of headaches. I was unable to sleep. And I just started seeing myself as a person who was healthy, who was able, even though my body was sending me these mixed messages like, you're in pain, you, you can't feel good right now. I was 
I was determined not to let that impact my mindset. So I was consciously changing my thinking, changing how I saw myself so that I could improve the quality of my life. And I managed to get through graves and heal that um, this ease in my body and that I was feeling. So I think this is one of the most powerful things you can do to change the quality of life to improve and to age powerfully. Now, the first thing I want to comment on and share, the first factor that I'd like you to walk away with after you listen to this podcast and implement is the power of your mindset. Now, the power of your mind is one of those things where we kind of, you know, unless we're consciously aware and we're conscious of what we're thinking, we can just roll and run on autopilot. But your mind shouldn't just be left to autopilot because if it is, it's going to be influenced by your past beliefs, perspectives, um, and context, which is often often our our minds and how we think and how we see the world is handed down to us by people like my school teacher who who might have the best of intentions for herself but maybe not for us in the telomere effect the book by elizabeth blackburn and elizabeth powell they share how our thinking habits can decrease our telomere length now our telomeres help us to live healthy they help us to age uh, well and if we are thinking hostile pessimistic or ruminating thoughts then we are actually shortening our telomere length this is one of those things that I think we don't think about but your thoughts are that powerful and your thoughts may be the result not of what you want to create but they may be the result of things that were outside of your control, things that don't add up to healthy aging, to healthy living, to happy living. So really, this is one of those things that we have to get on top of to live well, to age well. Now, I will share with you the idea that, yes, you can and should be conscious of your thoughts every, like, as you go about your day, you should try to not be pessimistic, try to not be this, try to not be thinking that. But that really is kind of a backwards approach. If we are preventative and we take a, a positive pro approach to this, we come at it from a different angle. And this is where our self-image comes in. So the quote by Dr. Maxwell Maltz, the self-image is the key to human personality and behavior. Change the self-image and you change the personality and the behavior. This is key because you can change your personality. This is one of the things that science has, uh, you know, now affirming that your personality is not fixed. Your thoughts are not fixed. Your behavior is not fixed. So you can take a really positive stance to your thinking and instead of going I'm going to think positive because we all know that that is destined for uh that is you're going to be destined for failure if you think like that that instead of maybe you can do other things that will 
that will help you to become a positive thinker. I kind of say this is kind of like taking the side door instead of going in the front door. These things are like taking the side door. You slip in the back door, you slip in the side door. And changing how you see yourself is it does exactly that. You change how you see yourself and your thoughts will change. So this week, I would challenge you to start seeing yourself as the person who you want to become, not the person you've been or not the person you are. And you can do this by simply visualizing that person, your best possible self in the future, and by creating some I am statements. Now, I am statements are present tense. They are connected to you emotionally, so they're words that connect with you. And they help you to shift your self-image and shift your thinking. So you might have this image of being a healthy, vivacious woman. Then you would say, I am a healthy and vivacious mm -hmm. woman. And creating three core affirmations around I am. So you might have another one around, I am a woman who actively moves her body every day. I am a woman who has a has a beautiful circle of friends I just realized I need to have some water but I don't have any next to me so that is number one factor change your mindset by changing your self-image number two is I think you've probably picked this up by the study by Alan Langer and that is you change to change your environment this is one of the most underutilized things you can do to influence your aging, and that is to change your environment. When you look at people that are living in the blue zones, the like the centenarians or near centenarian, or people that live a really long, happy, healthy life, they are in environments that are conducive to good health. So this means, firstly, removing yourself from un, you know, wanted negative draining environments and secondly it means elevating and upgrading your environments so we saw in the Alan Langer study that to rewind the clock of these men she just took them back in time she changed what they were reading she changed what they were listening to she changed um, the a whole environment basically so I have to ask you, I have to ask you, because I want you to take action on this today. How are you going to change your environment to elevate it to a standard of health, to elevate it to a standard of beauty, to upgrade it? So it is conducive to healthy, strong aging. Now, some little things you can do might be, to engage with more hobbies in your environment. A study by Faster Maytel 2015, she, they found that participants living in Sardinia, there were 47%, 47 of the participants in Sardinia were engaged in hobbies. Now, a further study by Faster May in 2015 again, found that hobbies were actually one of the things that decreased depression. These things like hobbies, we don't think about, but can you engage in hobbies that excite you, delight you, that you enjoy on a daily basis? Can you put them in your environment so you visually see them? Another item, which I just love, it definitely is a health booster for me, and that's listening to music. 
can you listen to music that makes you feel joyous makes you feel alive this is one of the easiest things music to change in your environment because most of us all of us have spotify or youtube and you can listen to music on each so number two is is music and another third way i want to share with you today is can you upgrade or elevate your kitchen environment because we all know that healthy habits start uh, with good nutrition as well and maybe you want to invest in some like water filters or some good cooking pots or a good fridge or a good rice cooker whatever it might be these are little things you can start to do today to improve your health and they do work that's the best thing is they're fun they're enjoyable if they're small tweaks but they do absolutely work they help us to age healthy so two things first thing is changing your mindset changing the way you see yourself and second thing is changing your environment those little tweaks really add up okay so i hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please let me know leave a review and share it with your friends i cannot wait to see you in the next episode merry christmas my friends it is december december 11th as i record this and i cannot wait to continue the journey with you as we conclude this live well for longer podcast episode we sincerely appreciate your presence on this journey Your support fuels our mission, so remember to subscribe and leave your thoughts. And if you'd like to download a positive aging manifesto with seven traits to age healthy and happy, then visit positiveaginginstitute.com slash manifesto. Until next time, live a connected and kinetic life.